You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. Your weekly look at movies, video games, and more brought to you by your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. We're addicted to movies. Are you? Good afternoon, listeners. Good afternoon, Sid Talk. Good afternoon. How are you today? I'm all right. Are we going to let them know how you are just a few seconds ago in the before the after the show discussion? Yes, this is adult <laughs> chat. <laughs> if you're a male of the species and you sit down in your office chair and your balls just happen to be <laughs> kind of under your leg almost, oh my God. that could be very painful. Also uncomfortable. So don't saying, do that. You're saying this? <laughs> I'm not saying this happened a few minutes ago. It did. I'm saying it could have. Because you said you couldn't sit like that for the whole time. Yeah, so never trap your balls under your leg. <laughs> I'll remember that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not probably not useful information for the females. The rest of the before the after the show discussion was not that interesting. So we're just going to leave it at that. That's true. <laughs> we are very uninteresting people. <laughs> Except for your balls. Is that what we're going for here? Yes. Oh, my. Oh, how, week, how the mighty have fallen. Next week, my balls will host the podcast. <laughs> <sighs> no comment alright so um, on with uh, other talk not ball talk it is Saturday February the 13th is that correct? that's correct this is after the show we're a movie review podcast we look at a movie every week this week on episode 671 we're looking at the movie Cherry it's a 2021 release releases on March the 12th on Apple Plus um, we've been given this early to watch. We're not allowed to talk about it just yet, even though we are talking about it. Oh, well, then why are you talking about it? We better keep... Oh, that's it then. We're done. <laughs> well, how are you going to publish this podcast? Uh, this podcast will go up uh, the day that we're allowed to talk about it. Oh, ugh, that's so gross. So, What's wrong um, with these people? <laughs> well, you know. No, I don't. I think it's really lame. Sorry, movie companies, but it's super lame. You made a movie, just fucking get it out there. Come on. Well, anyway, you <laughs> you plebs of the world out there who are not privileged like us. Yeah, but they will be by the time you're playing this. You just said it'll be available. No, 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 no. Okay. Um, it's I in, don't know how it works. It's in... if if Apparently, there are cinemas that are open in the U.S. somewhere. Okay. Those, those cinemas actually are going to play this movie from this week. Okay. Tuesday. The rest of you can get it on Apple TV Plus on March the 12th, but we got an early screening copy. So okay. it's got an it. Apple movie. It's rated R. Sid Talk will give you the synopsis now. And then uh, I'll give you this. Well, no, because I don't have a box for this. So you'll give us the great, <laughs> concise, perfect synopsis. I will not. Based on the true story of a guy who had a fucked up life and then he went into the army and that. Messed him up some more, and there's drug addict, rank, bank robber, prison. <laughs> the the worst. The bank, the box had to say that. I mean, that has I to don't, be. I don't I just, <laughs> yeah. Was that incorrect? No, it wasn't incorrect, but yeah, it was. very accurate. Yes, I guess. Um, also based on the New York Times bestselling novel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, based on a true story, you can assume they probably wrote a book about it. Correct. Not diminishing this person's experience, but yeah, that's where it came from. Yeah. So um, this is uh, our review of Cherry. 
I will say right off the bat here. <laughs> You're sounding very mechanical. I'll tell you right off the bat here that I loved this movie. You did. I really loved it. I um, there was a few problem. There was a couple of issues I had with it, but overall, the performances I thought were excellent. It gave me vibes. Of, I really like um, crime. Sl- you know, I like. Mm-hmm. Not that this is a heist movie in any shape or form. It's more of a. I mean, it's more of a, like a life story, Definitely. but with like bank robbery um, stuff in there. But I mean, the bank robbery is secondary to some, the other stuff, I think. Agree. There are, they are, there are bank robbery sequences, but they don't really amount to a lot. It's just a means to an end, as in what was going on in this book. The guy's a drug addict, and to be a drug addict, it costs a lot of money, right? So you need to keep it going. I think I covered all this in the synopsis. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so um, this movie, um, it's by the Russo brothers, the guys who did Infinity War and Endgame. This is their next thing after that. They wrote and directed or just directed? I'm not sure their involvement. They there. directed. Okay. Actually, if you looked closely, they were in the movie as well. Mm. Um, uh, I'll give you a clue. They were in the scene where Tom Holland worked in the bar. Okay. Yep. You probably didn't. I don't that. remember. No. Um, but no, they uh, directed. I don't know about wrote, because this is obviously well the screenplay. Yeah, they did. They did uh, write the screenplay too. Well, there you go. They're highly involved. Yeah. Um, so this movie's like it's segmented. I also like that structure for movies where it's segmented into like this is this part of my life, this is this part. You know, there's five sections right altogether. Yeah. Um, and they're all quite different, I found. Like, there's, the beginning part is like a love story, right? When he meets his girl. Kind of. Then it goes into him joining the army and doing his tour in Iraq. And then he comes back and life's not quite the same anymore for him. Like a, like a lot of people who get PTSD... I mean, it can't be anyway, can it? It's, it's, you're exactly. in this severe situation and then you're back in normality again. Absolutely. And then there's a section called the dope life, which is the part where they um, really get involved with drugs big time, which almost did that section to you. It felt to me like a Tarantino thing, like a bit of a caper, like mm. uh, the dude with the safe and the... Not really. Well, even even some of the writing of it felt Tarantino-ish, but only in that segment for me. And then the final section is like the epilogue part, where he's it's about his his prison part, but it's that's not elaborated on, is it? It's just a, a montage almost. Yeah, definitely is like that, just showing him years and years and aging a little bit, and then yeah. that's it. Um, but I I like films that are segmented like that. Um, it you know it feels. It felt different each time, especially the part where he was um, in basic training for um, the army, and it was really severe. And he was pointing out about how the drill instructors, like you see, you know what you know, where they yell at you and mm-hmm. they're all intense. But like you don't, you know, you think, well, why are they like that? What is that about? Like, and it kind of points at things like that. At this movie, it has a lot of social satire. As you know, the name of the banks in this movie. Yes. That's <laughs> almost like, whoa. It's when he like, goes to rob a bank, the banks are... Give an example. 
um, well, shitty bank, <laughs> shitty bank, or just bank. And one of them was um, what the one was, was a bank, a bank, bank. <laughs> Shitty Bank was the, on the side of the building, had a nice sign, like it was their logo, and it was Shitty Bank. And uh, Capital Non, there was that one. Yes. <laughs> you know, so it has like a sense of humor to it, but also like a society, political society. You know, it mentions like about, it's, it was my favorite part of the movie. There's one tiny part of the movie where he comes back from Iraq and they, he said, like, they, after walking to a, what was it, like a school gymnasium yeah. for the award ceremony. And he stood there. And in his mind, he's done nothing that deserves this. Like, it's like they're getting their awards and everybody's cheering and everything. And he, so He's like, uh, I've done nothing that deserves running into a school gymnasium for. Yeah, he said, I stayed alive and that had nothing to do with me. So his his point of view of it was... You know, and if it's written by a real person who really was in the army, so this isn't some, you know, I, I can see a lot of people be offended by some of these things, you know, but it felt I mean, really it's controversial. It felt really honest to, for a person to have gone to, I mean, he joined the army just because he was depressed. I mean, that was his admission because she had broke up with him and he couldn't cope with it. He and even he did, said that to the, yeah, to the recruitment guy. didn't know what else he wanted to do with his life. He just had to do that. It wasn't like out of a sense of honor or duty or anything like that. Um, and then so his observations as he's in the army and everything, it's just that person who's not, he's not the lifelong army guy, right? He's just a guy who decided to do it because he didn't feel like he had a lot of choices. So I think it, it comes from the point of view where some people could be offended because he's like, you know, like when he says, I didn't do anything, and yeah. why are you even, even acknowledging in, that we just survived? It's not that big a deal. And, and it might have been training, better. He's like, it might have been better if I didn't survive. So There's a section where he's training to be a medic, and even in his training at the end of it, he said, well, I guess I revived 57 dummies, so now I'm a medic. Exactly, like, like exactly. Every, he's like, well, that's it, right? I saved a load of dummies. They consider that my training <laughs> yeah. to go out and, like, save people. So it really has, like, this biting, like, uh, it's kind of F everything. It's not really F like America. It's very or F, existential. Yeah. Not F the government. It, it no, is no. kind of, in, in a way, but it's more like what this guy is, like, F. A lot of this stuff is meaningless, what I went through. Yeah, at one point, he says to one of the bank tellers, when she kind of looks over at the manager and no one even notices he's robbing this bank, and he goes, he doesn't give a shit what's happening to you right now. Yeah, he doesn't exactly. care. They don't care what I'm doing. And the woman kind of looks at him like, oh, like, yeah, no one's coming to my rescue. And then he's like, he doesn't give a shit because it's the bank's money, but he tries to be polite. You know what I mean? He's got like a very interesting... I, as a person who just doesn't, can't make sense of anything, it felt like to me. He just doesn't connect with, that's why he connects, he, like the only thing he ever seems to connect with is his girl, right? But then he's kind of, you know. Yeah, it's not the healthiest. It's not, a, <laughs> I mean, their relationship's a relationship, but, you know, it. they both pull each other down a hole, basically. I mean, he pulls her down a hole more. Yeah, but like she says in that one scene, it's not his choice. It's she knows what she's doing. She's a grown woman. Yeah, he comes home like you know PTSD and depressed and everything, and starts taking what what was it? He was taking Xanax. Yeah, well, he's prescribed. Right, and she, and that leads to him like lying around in bed all day or just being not himself and it not helping. 
and that makes her really like this is shit. So she starts taking stuff, and they eventually become, you know, heroin addicts. The dope life, as that section is called, yeah, where they are both just shooting up, and they're they're very like organized about it. She's like going doing a job. But, like, arranging to, like... He has to show up by 5 p.m. to come, so she can come out in the parking lot and get a yeah. needle and get yeah, a fix. Yeah. I really enjoyed... Uh, I mean, enjoyed is... <laughs> I enjoyed all this... I enjoyed all those scenes. I, I, you say you didn't buy them as, like, a couple... I, or I, junkies, or... I didn't really, no. It just I mean, felt... I mean, it, it gets felt pretty very, hardcore. Yeah, but it felt, like, produced druggies. It you didn't mean, feel genuine... And not that I want What's them to be What's your benchmark for druggies in movies? <laughs> I don't um, For someone that I'm convinced is a junkie is truly train spotting. Renton. Uh, is that the one with the cat? No, Renton's, Renton's uh, the main guy. Yeah. No, the guy with the cat. Yes. Yeah. Tommy. Yeah. Yeah, that's really... That's, Where that's, it's just pathetic and sad and there's just nothing. <laughs> like, it's... It's gritty and horrible and really awful. And these two were more... I mean, it was awful. They throw up on themselves and she's got bruises. Yeah, she's got bruises on her and shit, which is horrible. It's just that it never felt um, anything other than someone putting the makeup on her very carefully. Like, I could see the makeup person gently and carefully adding these bruises to her legs and to her face to make her look like she was more gaunt than she was. And that just took away from the, like, the grunge of it, I guess. And she's pretty, like, gaunt to begin with, though. Like, she's pretty... But she's kind of glamorous looking, too. So maybe that was why it kind of was hard to get her um, scummied up. So... Apart from the drugs and the crime, there's like a love story also. also I mean, it is a love story. It's tragic-y. You know, it's it's kind of nasty. I don't know if it's tragic because they're both buying into it. You know what I mean? Mm. Nobody's forced into anything or whatever. Let's uh, let's say, well, what was your favorite scene in this movie? I don't think Did I you have... cry at all? Or? Um, I don't think so. No. You didn't cry when the mother... No, was a, no. I was pretty proud of the mother because she said, "You leave her alone, or I will fuck you up." Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "I don't think that's gonna help." But the mother's like, "If you love her, you'll you leave just her need alone." To yeah, f off, like, <laughs> um, which is perfect. That was the thing. I had no real investment in these people. I just kept thinking of real people who are in life situations where, right? So he starts out just basically having nothing to do. Nowhere to go. He's going to school, but he doesn't give a shit, really. He then gets in some trouble, and then he... The bottom line is, he sees no meaning in anything, right? Because he even, in the beginning, he's like, I like the trees. Yeah. But I think life was wasted on me. Right. Like, I shouldn't have a life, because I, I don't... I'm not doing anything. I'm not... You know, so I think of the real people in real life, where that comes from. And that is sad. But it didn't feel genuine. And there's sadly. literally nothing in his life, even continuing on, that he ever feels is a, is any point to, including being in the army, including yeah, nothing. Nothing is even doing the drugs. Anything. It's just nothing's. There's still never a point, is there? He's never. The movie doesn't like overcome all his. I mean, correct. 
I even feel the very end sequence where he looks at her. I, I feel I don't feel that that's a, a hundred percent positive. Like I don't. Oh, I do. I think that's like they're older now. They're kind of done with all their shit. I think they're fine. You know. You, you never know, though, do you? Mm. You know. Junk, have to wait junk, for the sequel. Junkieism. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think that's a thing. No. <laughs> so there's um. Uh, what do you think of how this was filmed? It has a, it had a style to it. I really didn't like it. What What didn't you like? I didn't like the like color grading constantly. The blurry edges. The blurry edges seem super obnoxious because, you know, I'm a little bit into photography, tiny baby infant, a little bit. Like, we're not talking, I'm not super nerdy about it or anything, but I understand trendy things, right? I've been watching photography stuff now for about three, four years and so I've cottoned on to like the trends and when a lens can do a thing and everybody's all up in arms about it, like, oh my God, it's so technical and so nerdy and so photography. That's what it felt like they were doing constantly. I felt like they did it more at the beginning of the movie than at the end. No, it was still going on because like prison, the army, every everywhere had it. The, uh, here's a thing for filmmakers. I'll, I'll tell you now. <laughs> There's a section in the movie where he goes to uh, basic training. And they change the aspect ratio to four by three. Actually, it's smaller than four by three. It's like four by three, but letterboxed. And then, after the basic training, when he gets to Iraq, it opens up and it looks really super epic. And I was like, wow, that's cool. And then I said to you, wow, that's cool how they just opened up the frame. And you went, I didn't notice. Didn't notice that. And then you said it, and I'm like, well, that's really <laughs> stupid. Like, it just, that's just dumb. Uh, and it was for, for about 20 minutes, it was a square picture. That you didn't notice. Didn't notice. And it means nothing to me. If it's style over substance without the rest of the movie being like all in on some like crazy stylistic shit. You know what I mean? Like there are movies that they just go all in and I, I can get behind that. It's an artistic creative thing and it fits. There's just nothing here that seemed like it called for any of that. Did you like that. the red overlay that they do in, no. on the chapters? No. I thought that was really cool looking. <laughs> I didn't like any of that. I just felt like they were trying too hard. It was too much. It was like letting someone who's new to photography and like totally into like, oh, I want to try this. I want to try that. This is exciting. This looks cool. And doing it for other people who are into photography and cinema. That's what it felt like. I mean, t to be honest, I liked it. But I did uh, often, and you, this shouldn't happen, I guess, go, oh, wow, that's a really blurry edges on that, on that frame. Like, and I understand uh, they're doing a lot of drugs at the moment and stuff, and you're kind of trying to, you know, do a artsy thing with the camera. Sure, the idea I'm, is... I'm thinking about the blurred edges. You try to make the image match the person's yeah. internal whatever. I Which get it, I get I've watched it. enough movies to understand that part. Exactly. But, um, it felt, um, if, if I'm noticing it, like in a technical, I'm like going, oh... I probably wouldn't have done this scene in with that blurry because it doesn't look, you know, they're not really doing drugs right now. It's just a scene between two people. So I was thinking about it. So maybe that is bad. I don't know. Uh, change of aspect ratio, though, filmmakers. Uh, you, it's, if you put Sid Talk in a theater <laughs> and do a change of aspect, she won't know. But see, they, that's the point. They don't care about the person who's into watching movies. They want to impress their friends and cohorts who are into photography and making movies, which is fine. It's just that if you pay more attention to the style of what's going on in that scene, than the scene and the storytelling, 
and it's not contributing to the storytelling, yeah, true. then you're just showing off, and See, that's I'm, tacky. I'm not um, one of those people, but I'll always know it's a change of aspect ratio. It's one of my favorite things. I know. Um, I don't know why I'm married to you. That's really bad. Epi- <laughs> season two, episode one of The Mandalorian, the one with, aka, the one with um, the guy from Santa Clarita Diet. Yeah. Where they go and fight that big worm monster. There's a change of aspect ratio when the worm monster comes out of the ground and it op- it makes the thing full screen. And it's just really cool. And I was like, wow, while we was watching it. And then I said to you, wasn't that cool? And you went, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Trying to impress you with because you like that sort of like thing, it doesn't. Just doesn't do anything I do. for if you, me. If you leave uh, it on a like a smaller ratio for a while, and then you open up, it, I, to me, it's very noticeable. And I'm like, it it kind of makes things look more epic all of a sudden. Hmm. Disagree. But anyway, nice work. But sit talk <laughs> couldn't care less. So it should all be about me. Do it just <laughs> for me next time. Um. So let's go on to the cast because I think the cast is mainly what this movie. Uh, I think is. I really like for. So Tom Holland plays Cherry. You know Mr. Tom Holland, Mr. Spider-Man. His name is Cherry? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. Oh. <laughs> so aspect ratio is lost on you and characters' names. Are Nobody lost called on. him by his name. Uh, um, did they? Yeah, they did. One, uh, not, not so much, but at the beginning they did. It's friends. <laughs> I guess... Uh, <laughs> Do I even like movies anymore? <laughs> you, do you even understand what this was, what you just watched? <laughs> it was a motion picture. Oh my <laughs> Anyway. Oh my god, that's so funny. So what did you think it was called Cherry for? If he Well, because there's one scene and I knew it was gonna happen. Some person along the way was gonna say, You just lost your cherry or you just popped your cherry. That's true. And they did. And so I'm like, well, there you go. He was this sort of like floating around, and I use the word loser loosely, but people would think he's just a loser guy. He goes to the army, he encounters horrible death and war, and the guy says to him, you've just lost your cherry. And that that changes him, right? It adds to his already tumultuous mind, and that's the moment when he has, he then everything else after that, he has to find a way to come back, because he can't ever undo that. That's Did what you, we, um... You know the part when they were in Iraq and there was the young lady who they kept driving past, like they're just children who they're driving past. What was the point of that children? I don't even know. I'd never caught on to that. It was just, I thought that guy was going to be a creep about yeah, it. Yeah, I did too. But that it, never happened. You know when it showed you like his car, like very briefly, when he was trying to explain about him and he's like, he's from such a place. And then it showed you a, a shot of his car. Mm-hmm. And he, was he forcing himself on a girl in the car or something? Yes. He, he said he's already a killer. And you could hear him in the car. I think he killed whoever right. was in that car. So, but then it was there's a flashback. This, there's this whole sequence with a, uh, an Iraqi child. And they give him, like, it's a, a thing in real life where they give them MRE food packets as they drive past. And yes, we Tom Holland's character gives the girl a food packet and then. A lot of other kids fight her for the food packet and throw her on the ground. And But then I thought that was going to become something, but it... Never did. So I... I think it was from maybe the writer's personal experience and that just... Ne- whatever else happened in that... It's probably in the book. Something right. more. It felt... Um, I was like... I was waiting for a payoff of the whole thing. I was like, oh, well, they drove past her twice now, so it's definitely going to be something. But then it is... Didn't seem like it. Yeah. Um, apart from... 
the thing of like you try and help somebody and then sometimes it doesn't help at all. Which we saw also in My Girl, Our Girl. Yeah. British TV show. So I, I guess that's it. He tried to help somebody, but that actually made it worse and didn't help anything. And then he, yeah, adds to his... That adds to his, like, what's the point in me? Yeah. Like, why? Even yeah. if I try and do something nice, it, it's shit. Right? <laughs> yeah. So there you go. That's what that meant. We had to analyze it a little bit. <laughs> Welcome we to... We got to the bottom of it. <laughs> <laughs> we lost. We were lost on it, but now we know. We got it. We got so it. what did you think of Tom Holland? I think there were moments of really sincerely gut-wrenchingness. Is that a thing? But then, on top of that, is my constant, this isn't convincing me feeling. You know? I don't know why. I mean, he's really good in very specific scenes. When he and his um, friend are on their cots, and they're just talking, kind of talking shit, you know, passing the time. That's a really genuine scene. When he's in the truck outside the hospital and losing his shit, that's really genuine. And then other things. But then... Again, this thing creeps up on me where it's produced, you know? Yeah. Someone's pulling out this performance very, very intentionally. See, and I just was never convinced. I wish I was. I wish I, on a different day, you never know. I could have been more convinced, but not today. See, I um, have only really seen him in Spider-Man. And, uh, you know, that's a totally different thing, right? I mean, he's a bit heart-wrenching in Spider-Man, to be honest, with Mr. Stark, you know? Mm-hmm. It's is seen. He does some emotional scenes there, but then in this movie, you know, it's it's quite extreme. What's going on? I really, really loved him in it. There was scenes where he was heartbreaking. There was scenes where definitely he was kind of pathetic. There were scenes where I was kind of like, oh, I'm embarrassed for this character. It's like, yeah, I had that too. You know, for sure. The way he's the way he's trying to, you know. When he goes into Rob, he's not exactly Mr. Expert at robbing banks. He's not cool. He's oh, kind God, of. No. I did love that, that these bank robberies did not stupid, go like, to plan, no. <laughs> like, at all. It's like, um, uh, can you get, he runs in, like, this is a robbery. Give give all the money to my man over there. Looks around. His man's run off. <laughs> just yeah. run. Yeah. What oh. shitty friends. Yep. So, yeah, his robberies are not great. Even, you know, they're just kind of. Kind of pathetic a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's very under the radar. He doesn't cause a scene, really. It's just... So, I, you know, I really, really liked it. And I liked the scenes with him and his girl as well. I, th- I thought they were really... They were a bit... Maybe at the beginning they were a bit too kind of overly yes. lovey-dovey. But then it was... they Even in the dialogue, he talks about how... Do you remember that feeling you had when you first met someone that... That feeling, and I think that's what they're trying to get across. Yeah, with some sort of like overly romantic something or other. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't know. I, th- I feel like he might be up for awards for this movie. I don't know. Is that controversial? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you're not as hyped as me, <laughs> but I also don't care. So, yeah, there's that. There is that. Um. Kiara Bravo played Emily. How did you like her? I liked her, but again, they cranked up the the little girlness. Did I mean, you, did, you, did that occur to you? She's not. A, I mean, she's a diminutive woman. What occurred to me at the beginning was how old is she when he first met her? Yeah, I was like, oh wow, she's really young. 
Like younger than him, even. Well, she was twenty. I, I know, but I mean, yeah. to, to visually look at them both, I was like, "Whoa!" Yes, but, <laughs> but they're both in college at yeah. the time. So, but yeah, I just I don't know. She was fine. She had moments of the same thing, very good. Like I'm really genuinely into it, and then the stagey acting comes back a little bit of pouty and a little bit too much big eyed, and he did the same thing with the brooding and the poor me stuff. It was all kind of. It crystallizes as if you're sit- looking at someone do it on stage, to me. Um, Jack Rayner plays Pills and Coke. He didn't actually have a proper name. No, he was... He was He's the uh, bear from Midsummer. <laughs> Spoiler! <laughs> <laughs> now, um, just watch Midsummer, which I, is how you say I it. I found him to be excellent in this movie. He was the right amount of... Fucked up guy. Fucked up. He's kind of <laughs> like a guy we've all met, right? Like a fucked up guy. Yeah, but he lives in like a mansion because he deals drugs and yeah, this one scary was and yeah, he was kind of a bit like he seemed like privileged, but on the side he's just doing fucked up shit. Yeah, and uh, he's a bit of a um, idiot, kind of, because he's not quite. He's not overly bright. It didn't seem like it. Um, you know, like, will you look after my safe? I mean, would it you wasn't let his. It wasn't no, his. But I mean, it's part part of your mission is to just keep a keep an eye on this. Uh, you're to a junkie. There was just uh, you know things where I was like, would you really? He wasn't a genius. No. <laughs> um, but I found him. There, there was some really funny parts with him, and there was some. Um, like, oh, his his story was pretty bleak. Yes. Wasn't it? <laughs> Let's say. Um, but I really like Jack Rayner. I'd like to see him in more things. Because um, Midsummer. Midsummer. He was fantastic. And I'm only saying it that way because that's how the actual writer-director people say it. So well, if you I'm, don't care I'm, about that. I'm going against them. Yeah, clearly. And, uh, I but I'm going to say Worcestershire from now on. Worcestershire. James Lightfoot <laughs> plays Forrest. He's their other friend who's like the worst. The fucking worst friend you could ever possibly <laughs> have. And I feel bad for him. He's had a tragic life, this character. Not reliable. But he is nothing. Oh my God. I was thinking like, why is he your friend? But is I liked he- that. I liked the like. Uselessness he, of him? Because it made like, a. you were like, is he going to step up? Is he going to be great at some point? Oh no! I was never, never. You know the that. Pa- you know when he said, "Oh fuck it, I'll do it," and they went into the bank. I was like, "This is it. This is his moment. It's going to be awesome." And then he just fucking. Oh runs gosh, off. no! I didn't he just think runs that. off. Didn't think that at all. <laughs> so yeah, I I liked how he played him though, because he he played him in the most pathetic. He's like the most. He's like a like yes. this guy um, Cherry feels like he is. That guy is that. He's like literally worthless. Yes, really bad. <laughs> um, well, I don't know if he felt that. He was just going along, going along. But um, there was some, there was a sense of humor to this movie. Even True. Even though it's quite, it's quite a downer really, isn't it's it? It's quite bleak. Yeah. Yeah. But there is like a sense of humor, especially during those dope parts. So this is directed by Anthony Russo and Joe Russo. Brothers who directed Endgame, Winter Soldier and Infinity War. Some, Actually, three of my favorite Marvel movies. Uh, do you think their um, work on Marvel movies does anything here? Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't either because they're completely different things, right? I it's- feel like because they did all of that, 
then the people working with them were like, oh, these guys are awesome. Therefore, we're not going to address any of the actual issues. Right. I think that happens sometimes. Now, issues, only issues I have with this movie is some of the artistic stuff, which I think was overdone. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then nobody, you go to a meeting, everybody's like, hey, what do you all think of this? And everybody's like, uh, it's great. It's great. Because you made, you made Infinity Wars, so it's great. <laughs> that's how I feel like right. happens. I'm pretty sure that's not reality, but that's how I think of it. True. So um, this actual um, novel was based on the guy. I, I pulled up his Wikipedia. It's called Nico Walker, the guy, the real guy. Right. The and, criminal guy, yeah. the criminal soldier vet. Okay. Right. I mean, uh, he's all those things. So this story exactly, doesn't exactly line up with what happened to him, but it is pretty close. You know, like when I always look at the history versus Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So this guy, like, he, he served as an army medic in Iraq for a year. He did 250 combat missions. He returned to life. He suffered from PTSD. He was depressed, got addicted to heroin. And then he robbed 10 banks around Cleveland in a span of four months, beginning in 2010, and was arrested in 2011. He pled guilty in 2012 was given 11 years in prison. And while he was behind bars, that's when he started writing this book on a typewriter, page by page. And uh, it went on to become a best-selling New York Times book. He got released from prison a year early than he was supposed to. And now he um, has decided to use these money from the sale of the books to pay back all the banks that he robbed. So I found all that really interesting story. That is? Is that unusual? I don't even know. Like, no. volun- I don't know if it's voluntary. He says I mean- it's voluntary. He said he didn't have to. He, he, was, he decided to. Hmm. Um, and he, um, you know, the Russo brothers bought his story for a million dollars. So he got a million for that. Okay. And whatever the book made, which was a lot, right, if it was a number one bestseller. So maybe he did pay everything back and... He got married to his lady. In the in the movie, he gets married to her early on, but he actually didn't in real life. He got married to her in 2020. He's only 35. I He's lived a lot. Yeah. That and, gentleman. And it actually made the movie better to me when I read his... When I was like, watching it, I wasn't actually sure whether this was based on somebody or it was just a cool story that somebody came up with. But you said you felt all along that it was somebody's yeah. story. It felt like someone had observed many of these things themselves. Like there's some things in the prison that were just felt observed. Like someone saw this happen or like, you know, you, it's a little bit of a spoiler. You dump your, he's not that friend on the side of the road because you can't go to the hospital because you'll all get arrested. And your other friend takes the guy's socks and shoes off even though they're nasty and disgusting, that feels like something he might have observed. Yeah, because I somebody said to you, do you really like, need those socks? And they were nasty. So I feel like that felt like he remembered, oh, God, this one time it was fucked up. This guy, we dumped him on the sidewalk, and my friend took his socks and his shoes. Yeah. But when I'm thinking of that consciously, it kind of takes away from the moment. Right, so... um IMDb reviews, I can't give you because nobody's <laughs> seen this movie yet. Only We're very special. Only yeah, us. special. Um, so, you know, you'll have to wait until March to, re- to have the IMDb reviews. 
extras, there are none because we watched a screener. Sorry about that. <laughs> and, Listen to you, it was your cackle. <laughs> I'm giving this movie a nine out of ten. Oh my goodness. I, I really not. I really liked it. Also, it's quite long. Um it's two hours and thirty minutes. It was four I, P's. I, I we, like sh- we should rate movies now on the how many times we had to pee. Yeah. We had to stop the movie four times for either one of us to go pee. I um I really like long movies. It's a thing of mine. I like I do them. too. I like it where it, you know it's time to tell a whole story instead of rushing through it. And this really did it. It gave the scenes some of the scenes, you know, longer and I did feel, and it didn't feel too long. I just really like that kind of length. So uh, nine out of ten. I wouldn't give it a nine out of ten. I'm going like seven point eight. Right. So you, it's still high quality to you. Yes. Nice. High quality. Yes. All right. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's a good time, and you can see it. You can see it. Is it a good time? It's not exactly like a cheerful well, it's kind not a good of a time. flick. Well, it is a good time. For <laughs> me, it is. Watching a movie is a good time, so. True, but this one could traumatize some people. Just, let's just warn them. So this is um, available on March the 12th. It's an Apple original film. It's actually through the Apple, you know, Apple studio. Um, Do the Apple people listen to our reviews? They might not like my honesty. Well... Not everybody does. <laughs> if they if they give me feedback, I will fire you from the show and it'll just be me. Fair enough. Then I have two hours of my Saturday back so I can sit here and play City Skylines without having to talk to you through it. So um, thank you for <laughs> Apple for letting us watch this early. And uh, you can see it on March the 12th. So um, what, what is next? I don't know. I don't even know what's happening You've anymore. lost track. You've lost track of your something or other. I don't know what's happening anymore. All right, movie recommendations. I am going with Midsommar. Very nice. Uh, because Jack Rayner reminded me of it, and all I could see was the bare face. And that is an amazing movie. <laughs> Guess what, Sid Dog? Is it going to have a, re- a thing? A There's sequel. a new cut of Midsommar. <sighs> the director's cut by Ari Aster. I'm not trying to act like I didn't like it, because I did like it, but your love of it kind of compensates. Let me just tell you this, though. Neutral love of it. There's a new director's cut of the movie that is four hours long. Whoa! Um, That's for the hardcore people? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Dang. Um, I am going to procure this director's cut, (laughs) and we are going to look at it. (laughs) Oh, are we? Are we? Yes, as a collective. And my well, other there'll be, one there'll is, be eight pee breaks then in that one. Yeah, probably. <laughs> my um, other uh, recommendation is because the Russo brothers made the Marvel movies, including Infinity War and Endgame, which tie nicely into WandaVision. Wanda and Vision. WandaVision. Um, this week, again, it was just, they nailed it. It's just, it's just great, right? It is I really thought good. The Mandalorian was great. And I thought, no, they can't. Disney can't make anything better than that. I don't think it's better than that, but it's definitely on the same level. I mean, it's quality every week. It's clever. I never really quite know where it's going. You know? Mm-hmm. Last night's was pretty epic. Uh, I. Uh, it's hard like- to explain to people why it's good unless you really appreciate every level of its goodness. Like, you're a Marvel fan fanatic will say not a fanatic like you're not a fanboy as they like to call them no but i but do you love it. 
fully and completely immerse yourself any Marvel anything and you just love the world and the way it's done, even from the earliest and all of the stuff, right? And you've got books. You have, you don't really don't read all the comics, though, do you? I uh, read some occasionally. Right, but you're more about the movie world. Yeah, I do prefer created. the movies, yeah. Right. Um, but yeah... The the ties it has to all kinds of different things is what I love about it. I mean, yeah, and it's hard very... to explain why it's so impactful, right? With the jokes, the in jokes, the comments about to characters and Television. even who's playing the characters, like the in jokes about Kickass, and we're not going to talk about things, but I'm just saying everything you have to really appreciate. That is almost involving you, but not in a weird way. It's very, very clever and very fun at the same time. It is fun. So um, what are your recommendations? Well, as we know, I'm doing the 80s for this uh, 2021 year. And the two movies that popped up, I'm still in 1980, by the way. I'm just going through all the movies I've seen, to the best of my knowledge. And we're going to go with My Bodyguard. And what, Caddyshack. What's my bodyguard? And I. That's not my bodyguard. Yeah, it is. That's just bodyguard. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm my bodyguard's some other film, right? It is. Uh, yes, it is. It is the teenager who is kind of like a quirky teenage uh, nerdy kid, gets like the bully bodyguard. And then there's Caddyshack, which also has kind of like the nerdy gawky kid, right? Going to work at the golf place. I've never seen they're all... Very, they're not similar like stories, but they've got that 80s vibe. I've sure. actually never seen Caddyshack all the way through, but I have probably seen it in segments, if you know you what, what I'm saying. What? I feel like I've seen all of it. This is the second time I've had to ask why I'm married to you today. This is not looking good. How could you not have watched all of Caddyshack? I've definitely seen all of it, but not in one sitting. Goodness. And there's been a few movies like that where I've just seen them. Jumanji is another one that I know for sure. I know I've, I know everything about it. I've, I don't feel like I saw it all in Jumanji's one. not an old one. No, I know it's not an old one, but mm. it's a movie that I know I've seen, but I've probably watched a little bit here, a little bit there. You, know you mean the done. Robin Williams one? Yes. Okay. I mean, there's nothing classic about that one. No, but it's a movie that people love, and I know that I never sat down Do and they? watched the I thought movie. that Jumanji was one people hated. No, they love it. Are you sure? They love Robin Williams. They love I Jumanji. don't think people loved Jumanji. They love Jumanji. I don't think so. Yeah, they do. They made two brand new... Yeah, but they had nothing to do with that one. They, so. they did, though. <laughs> they slot in nicely. They don't. But okay. All right, so, so those are my recommendations. My Bodyguard, Without the Singing, and Caddyshack. Okay, so I've been playing some PS5 games this week. I've been playing Destruction All-Stars. It's the free PS Plus game for this month for PS5. PS5 exclusive. It's an online... Uh, if you played the game Rocket League? Rocket League is like soccer with cars. You hit the ball with the cars. This one is... Not soccer with cars, but cars in an arena. You're a car, you're in an arena, there are other cars, you have to smash the other cars to get points. So let's say like burnout crash mode, yep. but you're in a big arena. You've seen me playing it this week. Yep. It's got fun characters, it's really colourful, isn't it? It's like super Very colourful. It's um, 
harmless. You know, like a lot of games are about shooting people. Mm-hmm. This is just about smashing the cars up. I was thinking while I was playing it, could anybody could play this? Like even a little kid, like it. It's just smashing the cars up. There's no people getting run over, or you know, you smash a car. Makes you wonder why you have to run over and shoot people in other games, doesn't it? Hey. <laughs> so um, it's free with PS Plus. So uh, if you have a PS5 and PS Plus. You uh, can get it now. You just download it and try it out. It's real fun. I've been playing some more Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which uh, is on my it gives you a timer on the PS5 now to how long you've played a game. And I've played Assassin's Creed for 45 hours so far. Mm. And I am 30% complete of the story, according to the, uh, the thing. You don't know how much City Skylines I've played? Oh, <laughs> probably Is more this a competition? Because you're going to lose. Go on over a thousand hours. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes you just leave it on. I do. <laughs> I mean, I've built the city. I've built some stuff. I walk away. A couple hours later, I remember it's on. I come back, sit down, play for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Or like now, I'm playing, what, two hours because I'm talking to you and doing it. So it adds up. It all adds up. One of the things, um, one of the other things is um, Fortnite, which I play all the time. Um, they add different properties into Fortnite all the time. And this week, out of the blue, they added Tron, one of my <laughs> favorite things. You didn't even know it was happening. I did not. I have, in fact, looking at my PC to my uh, right here, I have Tron, Funko Pop, stood inside my PC. I like Tron that much. But um, they've added the Tron characters and the light bike to Fortnite. They've been adding stuff steadily over the last few weeks, and there's so much stuff they've been adding, it's hard to keep up. They added the Predator... They added the Terminator. Now they've added Tron. They added all the World Cup and the FA Cup. You know, like if you love Manchester United, now there's Manchester United uh, kits. You know, all the different kits. Sports is an easy one, though, isn't it, to add? Sure. You just add the different colors. And um, But, yeah, Tron is now in Fortnite. So that makes me think they might Disney might be doing something new with Tron. Who knows? Maybe they're getting ready to do something. <laughs> we need more Tron. Come on. <laughs> So, uh, what's for dinner, Sid Talk? What do you want? We haven't fully decided. Mike Sarney, it says here, so that's what I want. Okay. <laughs> Mike's Sarney. Does anyone, if you're British, you know what that is. American people might not know what a Sarney is. Explain. Uh, you're saying it. You're Sarney. It's not Sarney. Sarney. <laughs> Explain to the people what it is. It's just a sandwich. Yeah. It's a sandwich. It's like a Northern England term. And Mike is not like our friend or anything. It's Mike. You could Jersey also say Mike. Um, butty is another term. Yes. It's Jersey Mike. Uh, we've come to really enjoy them because, number one, they are pretty good. They're from New Jersey. I don't know about that. No, and they you. also deliver. So, you know. It is very good, isn't it? It's a good yeah. sandwich. It's um, good bread and... Uh, if you're a vegetarian. Oh, they're not sponsoring us or anything. If anybody wants to sponsor us for shit like that, I mean, good luck. Because then I would say, well, you're, it's going to cost a lot. Uh, more than a sandwich. But All right. So what is your advice? Hmm. Do I have any advice today? I didn't even write any down. Um, here's some advice for you. The next time you bake cookies, brown the butter in a pan. This isn't life advice, by the way. It is kind of. Try something new. <laughs> Not heroin, but try something new. 
I mean, when you're doing something standard, no, don't say go ahead and try heroin. <laughs> <laughs> I know what's going to go out of your mouth. I mean, if you want to, but no, don't. I mean, if- um, I made some molasses cookies, and what did you think of them? Uh, they were very delicious. Yeah, yeah, and you know what I did? I browned the butter in a pan, and then I let it get cold and let it sit in the kitchen, which is very cold because we keep our house at 60 degrees, and it's one degree outside, so it cooled down very quickly. And then, so it was browned. I left it on the stove and got it all nice and... That's the only way you can describe it, really, is you got to be delicate. I browned it up, let it sit, cool down, whipped that into the cookie recipe, and oh my God, if I hadn't been willing to try something new, we wouldn't have known how delicious that is. So try something new in life, not heroin, and uh, brown your butter when you bake some cookies. It's amazing. All right. So you can catch us on ascoli.com, Twitter and Facebook. Um, You know, when I moved the podcast over, I was talking about it last week. Mm -hmm. It all transferred over perfectly, unless you follow us on Google Podcasts. All right. Google Podcasts has a... I'm getting it fixed this week. But if you follow us on Google Podcasts, you definitely didn't hear last week's show or this week's, unless you went and so- seeked it out. So somewhere. then, how are they listening to you? Well, now? hopefully, one of their friends who uh, <laughs> listens on another feed tells them to go and anyway go to aschoolie.com. If you're not subscribed, subscribe there, and you will get a weekly episode. It'll be great. It'll be fun. It'll be me and you talking <laughs> about movies. Sid talk will say some stuff. I'll say some stuff. It'll be great. These things are all correct. You can catch us on uh, social medias and stuff. That's not very accurate, but yes. You can <laughs> ca- sometimes catch us on there. Email aschoolyaschoolyaschoolyaschool.com. Don't email Sid Talk. She hates all I people. don't hate anybody. I actually don't hate anyone. And stay classy, Mr. Tom Holland. I don't care enough to hate everyone. <laughs> and uh, thank you to Apple for letting us watch this movie a month early. Thank you. Thanks, Apple. And I'm going to say think for yourselves or someone will do it for you.